Yeah, our, our topic tonight, continuing with material uh, from Rav Shlomo Zaman Auerbach, uh, Zatzal, is pasteurized wine considered mevushal. Uh, you see in the picture here that um, this is from a hechsher on wine, which says mevushal al pistur, which is that the wine is considered cooked through pasteurization. So what I would like to do is discuss, give a little background to the topic in general, have a look at a tshuva uh, of Rav, Rav Shlomo Zaman Auerbach in Mincha Shlomo, uh, which was also published in a, in a Torah journal, uh, uh, mentioned right off the bat that many do not take the position that he does. Um, and, uh, and, and we'll see what some of the issues are. Um, in general, the uh, there are a group of of, of rabbinic prohibitions uh, which are aimed at at dealing with intermarriage and avoiding intermarriage. Uh, so, stam uh, yenam, wine of non-Jews, pasta uh, bread of non-Jews, bishulakum kukim of non-Jews. So, so these these things are a group of rabbinic prohibitions which are aimed at 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 avoiding intermarriage um taking alcohol for instance taking taking drinking um so so uh that is certainly uh, a a very obvious uh um way of people like developing uh uh some connections when they drink together uh, the barriers break down uh and and uh and uh, intermarriage can lead to people uh, uh thinking not 100% uh, excuse me drinking can lead to people thinking not 100% straight and things that they would have held dear uh a moment ago uh they now are 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 open to think differently on them um we once had uh, Rabbi Mordechai Willig speak uh, about uh, keeping Torah in the work world. He spoke at Chappelle's. Uh, so he had a very uh, strong position, which uh, was backed up by by uh, some some strong evidence uh, that that one thing to studiously avoid is 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 drinking with um, with. Uh, um, non-Jewish colleagues uh, in general, uh, parties and drinking, these kind of things uh, is, is something that can, can lead to places, uh, people being in places that they never would have imagined uh, that they would be, especially things having to do with uh, tznias or the lack of it. Um, and so it's a very natural candidate for for a rabbinical prohibition. There is a side to this rabbinical prohibition that sets it off from the other ones. The other ones are prohibited to eat, but but this is prohibited stam uh, yenam and maganachri. Maganachri is when a goy touches the wine, and stam uh, yenam is just wine of non-Jews. Um, so those prohibitions uh, are at the outset uh, considered something that is that is prohibited to to derive benefit from also. Um, now we'll see, it could be that that uh, in in the final, nowadays in the final, uh, 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 when the 
when the when the dust settles on the topic so that won't necessarily always be 100% the case but that's the the default why is there a special uh, special status to this prohibition um because even though there's a problem there is a problem of inter intermarriage but there's also uh an issue which comes up and that is ye nesach which is uh wine that is libated poured uh for idolatry now how does that how does that fit in here um libating wine for idolatry can happen in very small and subtle ways just by moving the wine and moving it so uh, so uh, uh somebody who's into uh idolatry so he can just you know by a, by a move of his hand intend that it should be for for idolatry so besides um the issue of intermarriage with with uh, non-jewish wine or a gentile uh um coming into contact with the jewish wine uh so so there's a second problem of 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 uh, or a shash of a worry of, about about yenesach which is the word we use for libating for for an idol there's a there's a uh a sheer if you're interested in going deeper into that topic with four different variations about the relationship between bishul uh, excuse me uh, uh the isser of wine of non-jews connected to intermarriage and the isser of wine of non-jews connected to um uh connected to libating to avodazora so ravasher vice has a sheer on that um with uh where he where he pulls out four different uh, four different approaches to that now uh What's the issue here? So the Menachos Usher uh, says, opens his chuva about whether uh, pasteurized wine is susceptible to this prohibition of of uh a gentile coming into contact because the gemara says that yayin mevushel uh wine that is cooked does not have a problem of 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 stam yenim. it doesn't have a problem of of uh of excuse me maga nachri. in other words um if a if there's jewish wine that is cooked and a gentile comes into contact with it that doesn't make it prohibited if there's jewish wine that is not cooked and a gentile comes into contact it is prohibited a simple case where this might come up and where this comes up very often is uh with uh waiters at at a wedding at a restaurant and um and uh, especially in, in israel uh uh many of the waiters in the very high class places are not jewish uh uh errors that are that are established in that field uh a lot of the a lot of the waiters uh at the simchas that i usually go to are are young kids high school kids or or or, or college kids or something like that but um and uh and jewish again there is an issue of 
uh, which I'm not going to get into, of of uh, of what about a Jew who is not uh, uh, visibly uh, keeping keeping Torah and mitzvahs. Uh, uh, what is what is the status of like a a a, a modern Israeli uh, who is who is not uh, in his daily lifestyle uh, uh, doing a lot of the things that people uh, who learn in yeshivas and who who grew up in in uh, in homes that were keeping the Torah do uh, what's uh, what's the status if they pour the wine we'll leave that out that's not for today um, but. But let's just take a non-Jew, uh, non-Jew, uh, a, uh, a a kosher restaurant in Chutzlaretz that that hires a non-Jew as a waiter, uh, uh, an Arab waiter in a classy hotel in Israel. What's the status? So, so the simple thing was is that is if the wine is cooked, so then it is not uh, it is not susceptible to this prohibition. Uh, he begins the tshuva, he begins his response with Mivur Bemasechas Avodazar, Bashulchanarh Yeradeasim and Kufchov Gimel Sif Gimel, Yain Mivushal Solano, our cooked wine, Shenagaboha Akum that the Gentile touched. Mutter, it's it's permitted. Umeemasai, now here comes the issue. Umeemasai Nikra Mivushal, when it is it called Mivushal cooked, Mishir Tiachalesh. When it was now, here Tiach sounds boiled on the fire. The Shach wrote, that is, it's, its measure is diminished, meaning if you had a liter of wine, it'll be a liter minus something uh, through, the, through the boiling. Uh, the Gemara and Shabbos has a discussion about whether uh, if something is placed close enough to the fire that it will thaw or become less cold, but it's not close enough to fire that it will cook. So that's a discussion in the Gemara and Shabbos. But everybody agrees that if it will, then it's considered cooked, meaning even minimal cooking is has the status of cooking. So it sounds like if the wine was just brought to the point of Yad Soledipo, which again in centigrade is 40, is 40 degrees, I believe. Um, in the beginning of Shmerat Shabbat Gilchotan, Hilchos Bishel, there's a long footnote about the, the exact measurement, but it's it's a, it's, it's, it's not, uh, I, 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 so hot again on a hot day here, uh, here in Israel, it gets to the high thirties. Uh, so, so, um, and based on that, it would see that it would seem that, yeah, something is diminished here. It's diminished to a degree, um, if it if it was cooked to that degree, and um, even though. Uh, there are uh, those that quote uh, 
Rabbi Yitzhak or Zerua brought in the Shilte Giburim, the Shir Mevushur who calls Shein Shotim Otoki Yayin, the Hainu Shenishtanetamo Mitam Yayin, that the that the shear, the, the measurement of what's considered cooked is something that transforms it to the degree where it's no longer as the taste of wine. In other words, even though there is a voice in the Rishonim that says that cooked means something that is significantly transformed through cooking, however, this approach is the approach that uh that is um that is the more uh, uh mainstream approach as long as it was cooked a little bit you brought it to Yadzaleta Bogomarno and uh even though there are any and he brings the Orzarua it has to be boiled and completely cooked and there's a Meiri there are those who say it has to even thicken the the Meiri brings an approach that said it has to get down to a third of its original size. There are other, there are other Rishonim, but Heyot ve'ashulchan aruch pasak desagi mishir tiach ha'la'esh. It's enough that it was just boiled a little. Uvosafat ha'gra, umiosafat ha'gra gam mashma de'intzrichin klal sheit b'shel ad she'ala abubaot, and it doesn't even have to have to be bubbling. A little bit. And here we go. Here's the here's the plum out of all of that. And this is where pasteurization comes in. There are those who aren't worried at all about a Gentile coming into contact with uh, grape juice that is pasteurized. Even though uh, the same dinim apply, the same rules apply to, to grape juice that, that apply to wine. It's called yayin migito, wine, right from the gut, right, right from the wine press, um, just like normal wine. Asher in order to prevent uh, the grape juice from fermenting, vegam yuchalihit kayem, and so it also has it is increased shelf life, they do pasteurization where they where they heat it to no less than no less than than 70 degrees. Now 40 or so, a little more than 40 is Yadsoletit Bo, 100 is boiling, 70 is pasteurization. Celsius, Celsius. Uh, so 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 ostensibly this should be permitted. And that is an approach taken by many. That's an approach taken by Rav, Rav Avad Yosef in a long tshuva in Yabia Omer, which I did not read from beginning to end, but I did read the beginning and the end. And of course, Rav Avad always always summarizes his his tshuvas, and uh, and uh, Rav Asher Weiss quoted it also. And and we know that he's mekil, and he's he's very clear clear what his what his uh, pesach is um, now. That's the that's the first approach. There is a group of poskim that say that pasteurization makes the wine mevushal, and that's what meant. That's what was going on in that on that wine label that I that I uh, that I showed here. That um, 
when you see that kind of a wine level that says mivushal al yedei pistur, that it was cooked through pasteurization. So that's what it means. It's following the approaches in the post scheme that hold that pasteurization uh, is considered uh, cooking to the degree where it makes uh, a wine, uh, a grape juice uh, permissible to for a Gentile to come into contact with. Okay. Uh, uh, and I know uh, uh, that I saw quoted also Rav Elyashiv and Rav Benzian Abba Shaul. They are among those that are machmer on this. They're, they're stringent on this issue. And let's see why. It seems to me that we it's it's there's a lot to doubt whether we should go with this leniency. because of a number of reasons. It seems when you look at this simply. When they talked about cooking wine, they meant taking wine, putting it in a pot, putting it on the fire, and cooking it. They did not intend, says Rav, Rav, Rav Shlomo Zaman, they did not intend that you took wine and you, for a moment, brought it to the level of where it would be considered uh, 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 just uh, a minimal, minimal, minimal size shear of, of cooking. They were talking about where you actually cook it. Um, now it's true the Shulchan Aruch says um, uh, Now Rav 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 would say when you boiled it on the fire, and Rav and the Shach would be read now simply. And you boiled it, and and like normally when you cook something, so so some of the stuff uh, evaporates, and 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 so um, now, um, Rav Rav Shlomo Zaman continues. V'yadua shetekev im tchilata b'shel hakohel miyad no defu mitadeh, and it's known that. Uh, Right away when you cook it, the alcohol goes up and and um, evaporates. And I have also heard, sounds like you didn't try this, uh, maybe because it's dangerous, that if you would light a if you would light a match there, there would be a a flame that would be like when you would light spirits. Uh, in other words, if you would if you would take uh, take wine, take alcoholic wine, cook it right above it where the fumes are, light a match, you would have like a blast of of uh, a fire come out because all of that alcohol would 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 uh, would would ignite. Uh, Masha it would be this massive flambe. 
Mashainki bismanenu a pistur, but that's not what pasteurization is. But when you when you pasteurize, everything is enclosed uh um uh, pipes. Uh, now, apparently, uh, in the discussion in this Rev. 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 In Moshe, Rev. Moshe finds in the time of Rev. Moshe Feinstein's uh, tshuva. That's one of the things I read. Again, I did not that go into all this. All this. I. I. I'm. I was sticking with this and some of the uh, either secondary literature about all the other uh, post scheme or 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 Shear that quoted, but but. Um, uh, it sounds like when in Rav Moshe Feinstein's time, everything was not totally enclosed pipes. In other words, when you're when if you were to think in, in terms of the the shach that it has to be diminished so that the fact that it's enclosed pipes doesn't make a difference because, because the only reason why it's not uh, diminishing is because there's no place for the wine to go, but, but uh, it's cooked in a way that theoretically it would be diminished. That's not the issue. Mikomakom, aval mikomakom, nire kemen shim nechsar meamida. The whole point of the of the din is that if if the if the the whole point that that yain let's say it outside for a moment the whole point that yain mevushel is not susceptible to the laws of of uh, of stam yainam. Is that the, and I'm taking one of the directions uh, that comes up in the in the in the Rav Asher Vaisir, uh, one of the directions in the Rishonim is that is that this gezera against intermarriage was tied to the issue of Nein Nesach, and because uh, wine that was cooked is significantly changed, so they wouldn't libate it. So the simple, straightforward reading of the of the issue is that the reason is because the bishul that they were talking about is the kind of bishul that a gentile would would realize this is low quality wine. This isn't the kind of wine that you would uh, that you would libate to an avodazora. Um, so. They wouldn't use this kind of wine. But the pasteurization that goes on, not only the, the taste doesn't change because it's closed and there's no evaporation, which would cause the change in the taste because when stuff goes out, so you're left with something that doesn't have the normal taste. They do all, they do some other, uh, they do some other uh, tricks, uh, um, mechanisms, uh, strategies, um, plans, whatever it is, in order to make sure that there's not going to be any change in the taste of the wine. 
Okay, Gavaldi, 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 Rabione. We're gonna, we're gonna. Uh, after we do, after we do the footnotes, and we quote uh, from Ravasher Vices here, we're gonna hear a little from 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 Rabiona. Um, uh, so now, Vishamati mimocha shehamona amenam yechol eno yechol klal lahargishol avchin shum hevdel ben mefustar lelo mefustar. And uh, the I heard from an expert, says Rav Shlomo Zalman. That that most of the people, the masses, they won't tell the difference between pasteurized and unpasteurized wine. Why why are we leading it here? Not to be careful about uh, Gentile talking. Now, says uh, Rav Shlomo Zalman. Kibalti tguva on the footnote. I got reactions to what I wrote. Again, this was published in a Torah journal. Now it's being republished in Minchas uh, in the in the uh, Minchas um, Shlomo. Um, I found I, I received a response to what I wrote from a Chashuv Rav in, in the United States, and this is what he wrote: Biodimim midinat sorfat visvarad. When I was in France and Spain, Bad Yitzur Yain Kasher, supervising uh, kosher wine, Nochachti Ladat Asher Shem Ein Manichin Yain. I was exposed to the fact that they don't allow pasteurization. Yana Asher Chimuma Pistor Aflorega Mafsidet Tam Vareach Hamishubach Beyain Mitivo. That the heat of the pasteurization, even if it's for a moment. Which is a very quick. It's a very quick process, but it it destroys the taste and smell, the 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 uh, the praiseworthy, the high level, the uh, wonderful taste and smell of the wine, which is natural. Through the pasteurization, the taste and the smell of the wine, the bouquet, the the um, all the other things that are on the wine label. Therefore, it is considered yain mevushal. Somebody who's who's accustomed to natural wine, he'll taste right away the 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 cooking that is that that is experienced through the or that is the transformation that is takes taking place even through pasteurization. Those that are the craftsmen, those people that are experts in 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 wine production, they don't allow pasteurization at all. That that through that uh, the taste of the wine is 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 harmed. In France and Spain, they don't pasteurize at all. Except for the exception is the kosher wines that are sent to be sent to the United States. Okay, that's the end of what he said. Now, uh, just a moment, by the way, I was checking something up. There is a very new technique where very early in the process, uh, there is some uh, flash heat that is supposed to uh, actually, and it was it was in an article which was uh, specifically mentioning that it was not for kosher wine, 
but uh, there was some uh, there is some new approach to winemaking where they uh, expose the early stages of the wine or the the even before I think that's it's it's uh, it goes through the uh, the final stage the very early stages of the wine is they apply some heat to the process and that apparently um, gets very good things going okay that's uh, those that are interested uh, can check out the the non kashrus oriented uh, uh, and new heat new developments in winemaking about uh, that involve uh, a certain kind of of um, of heat in the process now so I, so Rav Shlomo Zam says I got this I got this letter so I asked three other big experts in this field and two of them wrote as I wrote before that most people would not be able to tell the difference between um between pasteurized and non-pasteurized uh and with regards to uh, grape juice, so one of them told me that his main uh, expertise is in pasteurizing uh, grape juice. That if it's done exactly the way it should be done, even an expert wouldn't be able to taste the difference. Therefore, based on this research, uh, I think that what I'm what I'm saying is is uh, is correct. Even though there is some difference, with regards to our topic, it doesn't. It's not going to make a difference with regards to pasteurization that is done in Israel. And it's not going to be included in the pasteurization. In the excuse me, in the cooking that that the pshas and poskim is speaking about. In other words. Um, the kind of you cook it, you cook it in a pot on the fire, it it becomes diminished, the alcohol evaporates, it, it etc. Now, just a word on this. Nowadays, in terms of practical, practical, and in, in in when you go to the store, and you're in the market for uh, for high quality wine. Now, if you go to the wine store in Israel, most of the wines are not going to be mavushal. And it sounds like it sounds like um, they're and they write specifically Loma Vushal. And obviously there's a Kashra side to this, but I think it's also a quality side that they're they're uh, broadcasting that we are. Uh, this is wine that has not been tainted by 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 any cooking because we want to have the highest standards of wine. OK, now. Uh, Iona, please share with us a little bit about your experience. Make sure you un- un- uh, unmute your mic. I, I thank you very much, Rabbi. I wanted to say that uh, you know, asking if people can or cannot taste the difference and comparing you know, regular people and then comparing that to experts It's a little bit of a misnomer. It's a misnomer because um, Americans specifically are used to drinking bad wine, whereas people in France and Italy, uh, where wine is such a part of the culture, have have 
even regular people have a much better palate right. than people in the United States. Right. Every winemaker, every kosher winemaker I've spoken to have agreed that there is a, there is, it's not just a subtle difference, it's a significant difference in the quality of the wine once it's been, uh, once heat has been used and they're experimenting, right. yeah, they're experimenting with different kinds of things. Um, and then the last point to make is that I'm not, a, I wouldn't consider myself a wine expert, but because I've been involved with the Kashrus of wine for about whew, 12 years now. Right. Um, I, I've become a little bit of a snob and I definitely can, uh, <laughs> can taste, can, can, can notice the difference between, but it's, it's also many of the Mavushal wines are also lower quality wines. So right. it, the question is, the they're, they're, they're marketing as lower quality wines. Exactly. They have lower quality grapes from lower quality vineyards and the Mavushal, uh, uh, what they've done to it, um, it's, it's adding insult to injury, but it already was going to be an inferior wine. Uh, mm. So it, 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 the entire, it, it's, it's, it's complex. I don't know how to, you know, obviously we, we hold by the, we're machbir. We hold by, you know, it's got to be uh, done the right way. Um, but the Indian of, of, of whether it's poigem, the taste, I think is more complex than some of the notes we're going to, uh, you know, we're implying. Right, right. In other words, what, what, what you're only suggesting is as follows. The, 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 that it could be that there's really two tracks of wine you have to think about. One is uh, wines that are, that are striving for to be higher quality wines, where certainly the drinkers of those wines and the producers of those wines, uh, if the wine, if that wine was pasteurized, meaning wines that are in that league, if they were pasteurized, they would they would be lower quality. Whereas the wines that are in the league of of anyways, uh, uh, let's say lower quality wines or, or, or more popular, not for the experienced palate. Uh, so, so maybe by them, the pasteurization really doesn't make a difference. And so it could be yeah. that, that uh, for some wines, it would be considered bavushal for otherwise it wouldn't, be, it wouldn't be considered bavushal. Yes. Very nice. Okay. So again, the, Keep in mind that that uh, there's some. This is one of these things where there's some significant voices that are uh, makel and significant voices that are machmer. Um, now, um, there uh, after this section of the tshuva, so uh, Rav Rav Shlomo Zalman uh, does suggest a reason why maybe you would have said that that still uh, you should be lenient. Wait, let me me make sure I share this again. Oh yeah, I'm sharing the right thing. Um, That they excluded uh, cooked wine from the decree. And even though 
like I said, says Rav Shlomo Zaman, uh, in those days, they would take wine. When they talked about Yain Mevushal, it was taking wine, pouring it in a pot, cooking it on the fire. It would be very much transformed. And nowadays, and they didn't have such a thing as, as cooking it in closed pipes. Why do we have to create a new a new gezerah here? If we were to be um, be stringent and not consider this bishul, why are we prohibiting something? Uh, this wasn't part of the gezerah when they made this when they made the decree. About about Stam Yenam, they ex or Maga Maga Nochri. Let's we'll focus on that uh, of a, an, a Gentile touching the wine. They excluded cooked wines, anything that's considered cooked. Um, why are we going to uh, expand a gazera or or like make this new gazera that doesn't exist? Not only that, to add this, to add to this. Gentiles are not don't libate to Avodazara uh, anymore. Meaning, when when you're uh, that uh, uh, the waiter in the restaurant, he's simply not uh, interested uh, in in. When he's pouring the wine for the for the for the five uh, uh, Jews around the table, he's not there's he's not libating uh, to Avodazar. He's not he's not a from they're not from in this respect. And therefore, the Ramah is lenient about about uh, the the. Uh, uh, the prohibition against deriving benefit. And he gave a number of, of examples where we have which we are lenient, even though the original reason uh, for the leniency doesn't seem to exist anymore. Um, there's a number of examples. This This is not a new gzera, says Rav Shlomo Zalman. This is, this is now his own position of the Machmirim. They only, it's not that they permitted that which was considered in quotation marks technically defined as bishul for some din in Torah. No, they were only, they only excluded the kind of cooking which diminishes the quantity of the wine and changes the taste and the smell of the wine. And he says, this isn't uh, part of, of, of modern day pasteurization. As, and, and our discussion is, most of the discussion about the uh, there's two different kinds of discussions about uh, among the post scheme. Number one is, do we demand only a minimal technical level of bishul, or do we demand, and this is what Rav Shlomo Zaman says, a kind of bishul that really transforms the thing? Bishul, like in the in the good old days, what they probably meant was taking wine, putting it in a pot in the fire, and it gets changed both in quantity, taste, and 
and spell. So that's one conceptual issue that is that is on the table for the post game to deal with. There's a second thing, which was part of the thing that was involved in that footnote and something Rav Asher Weiss mentioned and, and part of our discussion with Yona, with um, uh, Rabbi Bookstein. Uh, so is, is, is the reality such that pasteurization does change? Meaning, let's say that is the requirement, but what actually happens with pasteurization? So that's so, so, but Rav, Rav, Rav uh, Shlomo Zalman does not let that uh, change his approach. Um, and therefore, uh, he is, um, he is still concerned that pasteurization is not uh, defined as as mevushal. Uh, the reason is because that kind of heating just to kill the 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 bacteria or whatever pasteurization does in terms of health issues, that's not the kind of 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 cooking that would stop a gentile from from libating, and therefore the old, the same prohibition exists. And now, in summary, his final words. Um, from all that we've said until now. When it comes to making the bracha or when it comes to cooking wine of shvi'it, you make bore priyagafen on pasteurized wine. Even if they're even according to a shita that says that on yayin mevushal you wouldn't make bari priyagafen you'd make shahakol they would not say that about pasteurized wine or grape juice. Number two, let's say you have shvi's wine shmita wine which is now going to start coming out. So is it okay to make it mevushal? Gamutal It is also is it, and 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 it is oh is it okay to pasteurize it? So ulam. So, so that's also permitted. Ulam maga when it comes to contact by an Anju, because that's totally dependent on the issue of will he libate it? Is it libatable or not? Uh, even though, like Ravavadia says in this chuba, that the the uh, the koach of of being matir. Is is uh, preferable, however. We're lenient in doubt. All we have is what Chazal decreed, and we don't add to that. Despite all of that, meaning in in parentheses, despite all the things that you're going to read about in Rav Chuva, still. Because of all the reasons that I said, how are you able to be lenient and rely on pasteurization that only kills the, the bacteria and uh, in order to consider it as even though there's no recognizable change and no change in quantity. Its taste and smell has not been altered. Again, that's something that the experts might uh, experts or even the the rank and file that are that have a a well a well developed um, 
uh, wine palate might might argue with. Everybody just calls it wine. Pasteurized wine is called wine and not yain mevushal. It's very common. Therefore, I hold. I think that that we should be stringent and watch out from contact with the Gentile. Whoever is considered like a nachri for this matter, whether it's wine or 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 grape juice, of course, as we mentioned above and we mentioned in the middle, uh, and we'll mention here at the end. Uh, there's certainly a group of of, uh, of post scheme that are lenient on pasteurized wine.